applause, man. What do you think? Of what? Cordelia, man. She's a Wonderland toy. You gotta admit, the girl is hot. Yeah, she's a hot girl. Let me guess, not your type? What does a girl have to do to impress you? Well, it involves a feather ball and a theme to a summer place. I can't discuss it here. You're too picky, man. Do you know how many girls you could have? You lead guitar, Oz. It's currency. I'm not picky. You're just impressed by any pretty girl that can walk and talk. It's episode 16 of Revisiting Sunnydale with Marcella and Camila. What's up, guys? I am Camila. I'm Marcella. And as always, we are going to walk you through this magical place called Sunnydale, also known as the Hellmouth. And we're just going to do this one episode at a time. We have a very special treat today, and we'll get to that in a second. But um, we're going to be talking about Inca Mummy Girl. There will be spoilers. And um, so make sure that you either don't care about that or you're all caught up. So make sure to please check out our Facebook page, Revisiting Sunnydale. And also, you can stream Buffy for free on Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix. Now, let's... You want to find out who our special, what our special surprise is today? Big surprise. Big surprise. We have a very special guest today. Um, we will be talking to the one, the only, annoying one. Annoying one. A.K.A. Andrew J. Furchland. So um, without further ado, let's get into that. We had an awesome conversation with him. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, we are here uh, talking to Andrew J. Furchland, also known as the Anointed One, or lovingly known as the Annoying One. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, say hello to the people. <laughs> hello there. Yeah, I I, uh, I take the Annoying One, you know. Yeah, I see that it's in your Twitter um, bio, which is cool. You embrace it, which is totally all right. <laughs> yeah, gotta, you got you to embrace it. You yeah. got to. Okay, so, I mean, you are part of this amazing fandom and this cult classic. Now, first of all, how old were you when you played the Anointed One? I think I was about, I think I was about nine. Uh, it, you know, either late, late into my uh, eights or, you know, I was nine or, or thereabouts. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, actually, no, that's right, because well, I'm 28 now and we're approaching the... Uh, 20-year anniversary of Buffy the Vampire wow. Slayer, so that's, that's perfect. I know, that, that blows my mind, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Oh my goodness. Um, so, what was the auditioning process like for you? Well, the auditioning process, um, if I remember correctly, I only had two, um, which for considering the size of the role, looking back, is actually pretty remarkable. Um, I I got an audition for you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, first call, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I, I, at the time I was an uh, auditioning actor, so I'd go out to do a lot of things, uh, a lot of different auditions for a lot of different parts, and you just really know, don't know what, what's going to hit, what's not going to hit. Um, but you still do your research. So, like, I got it, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, I did, did my research. You know, I, I rented uh, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. It's a little, it's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> little it's, nine-year-old it's doing his research. It's <laughs> definitely different than the show. Like, oh, yeah, The movie and the sure. show are like totally different things um but i i watched it anyway i'm like all right well i'll do the part and it, if i remember correctly it was only like i don't know maybe four or five pages which for an audition especially for like a recurring role like this was really small like generally speaking it's like you know six seven eight nine pages um 
Easy read, met with uh, you know, casting associate, casting director, and came back, I don't know, maybe the next week and met with Joss. And, of course, I didn't, you know, I didn't know who he'd become or, or what he, where right. he had come from. Or, you know, you're, you're eight or nine years old, and you're just like, it's another audition. It's another job to go to. Mm-hmm. And uh, within, I would say, three weeks, I got the call for, I got the job, which is awesome. And it's fantastic. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, had you done much acting before that? Before then, um, I had been acting for about three or four years. I, I started doing commercials when I was five and uh, had a pretty good pretty good string of commercials and was kind of locked up contractually. Like, I couldn't do a lot because I had done, you know, so many different little ones. Like, you do something for Target, you can't do something for Walmart, you know. Right, so right. I was kind of locked out. So I was branching out into the theatrical stuff. Um, I did, like, a pilot for, for a sitcom, which actually later on became the Jeff a Foxworthy show because that specific one wasn't picked up. Um, and right before Buffy, I, I had done uh, The Fan, which yeah. um, that was that was probably I'm, – I'm really proud of that film. I, I loved working on it, and I think it was really, really – really, Yeah, it, it was um, – it didn't do as great in the box office. It maybe would do better today, but back then, you know, it was maybe a little ahead of its time. But it was I, – I'm really proud of that movie. It was a good one. Well, and it's Robert um, De Niro. I mean, what's it, what was it like being around Robert De Niro? I mean, he was just I – mean, it's, it's Robert, Robert De Niro. De Niro. <laughs> I know. I Even know. Even as, like, an eight-year-old, you're probably like, you're Robert De Niro. Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. It's funny when you're eight. You're, like, you're oblivious and you're fearless. Which is which is a fantastic mm-hmm. thing if you're an actor. Like when you're older and you go, oh, yeah, I worked with Robert De Niro. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're eight, you're like, oh hi, oh you're, you're Robert. De- okay, that's cool. All right, well, let's let's get to work. You know, <laughs> it's just a totally different thing. Um, but yeah, he was he was fantastic to work with. He was. I learned honestly. I learned so much from him in terms of in terms of acting. Not like he like okay, do this and do this and do this. But it was more like just interacting with him in a scene totally changed everything. I mean, it was a game changer for me. Um, And it was, it was much to my, you know, I, I attribute a lot of my success to the experience I got from that, but at the same time, also to my detriment, because when you're, when you're eight years old and you have a part like that, and then you learn so much, you take Mm -hmm. that with you, then no one expects you to do that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you, you you go to auditions where it's like mommy, 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 mommy jobs. You know, they want that type of role. You're like, I got so and you much just, more. <laughs> it's not even that. You just you just came from another job, and you're like, you're just a different actor at that point. And so I lost, I probably lost some work that I otherwise maybe would have gotten. <laughs> but you know, what what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, it's the nature of the beast, I guess. You know, that's just how it goes. You have to fit into, at some point, if you don't fit into their box, then they don't know yeah. what to do with you. Um, so speaking of being fearless, uh, how was it, did the master scare you at all as a child? Like, was there some sort of, like, was there a little bit of something? Was it creepy for you? or He seems no, very imposing it... on set. Like, he just seems oh, very yeah. scary. I mean, um from my from my memories, he was tall with red eyes, and he had the whole getup. Um, <laughs> I mean, and he's in person, so there's that. Uh, he was a really nice guy. Uh, I I really I really had a pleasure working with him, and um, I basically all my scenes were with him. So right. <laughs> at least yeah. for the first season, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and so spent a lot of time between you know between takes. 
but no, I was I wasn't like I wasn't scared or intimidated. I I love I loved what they had done with with the makeup, with the monster effects, and uh, and and the whole set dressing. I mean, it was a little little studio in Santa Monica where we sh- and they literally turned this this warehouse uh, type building into you know what you see on screen. It's this giant uh, giant cavernous underground cathedral. You'd never know it was you know an old warehouse converted into into a, a lot. Oh. Um, and and I had been working for you know like I said maybe four or five years at that point so I I had been around you know makeup and, and blood and guns so and, and it's not really <laughs> I didn't really transfer exactly to this the gun part but um, you know it's it's filmmaking it's fun and uh, uh, it was it was a blast it was an adventure definitely were you are you a fan of horror of the horror genre. Horror genre. Um, it's not my number one genre, which is actually funny because I'm I'm actually kind of making something in the same vein right now. So mm-hmm. it's funny for me to make that, even though it's not like my my biggest genre. I love I love science fiction, mm-hmm. um, which people uh, you know if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see I'm kind of a nerd, like a total nerd. I love <laughs> yes. I love me some sci-fi. I really do. And I dig it. Um, so tell us about you have a production company. And I know you're, you've been doing a lot of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff as of late, so you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started a just from from people I have been working with, uh, a little group called uh, Monkey Suit Productions, and I would basically now we're a production company, yes, but I would call us more of a, a new media company at this point, uh, with aspirations to go bigger eventually. But right now we're we're pursuing more like you know uh, web series. Or short films, or you know, we're we're working our way up at this at at this moment. Uh, what we're currently working on is uh, a web series pilot called um, The Unhallowed, oh. and uh, it's it I'd call it fantasy horror. Uh, in in some respects, it's kind of similar to Buffy the Vampire Slayer in mm-hmm. in some ways, but it, we're we're kind of going more with a darker, more horror theme, more horror theme than uh, than humor granted it's still going to be there but uh, we've been working on that in pre-production and doing some uh, teaser stuff um, in 2015 I blew my mind I was just about to say this year but that was two days ago <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's I've, I'm still I've made the switch there and we have more uh, principal photography to do uh, this month and in February but uh, we're really looking forward to re- releasing the uh, pilot episode and just seeing if if uh, the internet and uh, you know uh, fans will embrace the concept we have for the show, and just see if we we end up making a whole season out of it, just have to see as we as we move forward with that. But it's been it's it's been fun. It's a diff- definitely a, a different uh, outlook and a different experience when you're on the other side of the camera. Oh yeah. And and it's a whole nother set of. Right, let me let me rephrase that. It is pressure. <laughs> 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 when you're an actor, just learning lines is, you know, you're like, oh man, I got to learn these lines and uh, you right. know, how I want to bring this character to life. That's that's like really small compared to when you have a crew and you have all this gear and you got to rent stuff and you're worrying about <laughs> budgets and times and and schedules and oh boy, it's it's a it's a challenge. It's fun though. It's really fun. Yeah, and it's you know, and kudos to you for just going ahead and taking that step of um, creating your own content basically mm-hmm. and like making your own place in in the entertainment industry and, and all of this because you know a lot of times there you know are 
people who just kind of just kind of wait around for somebody to give them permission and you are not you are going off and doing it so congratulations to you for that that's the great part about you know the time we live in yeah you don't have to wait for somebody if you want to do it just do it exactly and you're doing it so (laughs) congratulations thank you very much thank you yeah it's that's i believe in that wholeheartedly we we live in a amazing and terrifying time (laughs) (laughs) yes yes (laughs) so the old ways Oh, the old ahead. ways have been swept away. No, I was going to say the old ways have been swept away, and and now you have to blaze your own trail, and it's it's really neat, but it's also terrifying. Yes, it's terrifying. <laughs> it's yes. terrifying all at the same time. Absolutely, because yeah. you're putting yourself out there 100. <laughs> percent Oh yeah, it's so all you, your success or it's all your failure. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So are you um are you writing this? Or are you just mostly producing and directing, or, or are you, are you all in it? Is this all you? <laughs> No, this one. This one specifically, is, I'm producing. Uh, I haven't. I have input for the uh, the writing side, and you know, I'm one of the partners of the company, so of course I have input for anything I see. But um, I, I we did earlier March of last year, I believe. Uh, we shot a short uh, called the uh, called Betrayer, and I wrote, directed, and produced. And was in it, and it was just a nightmare for me. I mean, it was, it was like, <laughs> so, there's a joke online where someone says, if you write, direct, produce, and uh, act in something, it's called a selfie. And <laughs> <laughs> and I wholeheartedly agree. It was like three hats too many. Yeah. <laughs> it was three hats too many. I was like, no, I'm not doing this again. So when we, we were going to take on a larger project, I was like, okay, I'm just going to produce this. I'm not going to – maybe I'll write an episode if we if we get picked up by the Internet and we decide to do more. Maybe I'll write an episode, like a, a fun one or something. But I have no interest in doing everything at once again. It's just too much. Um, <laughs> I, am, I am in thin. it. Oh. Oh, again? Cool. Is that you don't want to spread yourself too thin. No, because I feel like you, if you do that, do all of those roles at the same time, you're 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 sacrificing. You always have to sacrifice somewhere with that. And mm-hmm. I feel like if, if you're directing and you're also acting, which I did, uh, you sacrifice directing and your performance sacrifices because there's nothing there to tell you you're not doing it right, right. <laughs> or how you should do it. <laughs> and if you wrote it and you directed, there's some sacrifices there because you you're not getting a fresh take on on the material. And I feel like that's really important, too, to have a fresh take on it. So, lessons learned. That's yeah. part of this. Well, um, we have a couple of questions from uh, some Twitter folks here for you. Um, awesome. We've got uh, Kate, and she is, her handle's at Diesel Kids. Um, have you watched all of the Buffy series, and are you a fan? I have not watched the entire series. I know. Gasp. I'm re- I I actually kind of feel bad about that because I'm clutching I, my I pearls see... right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see how passionate this community is and and I and I love it and I I wish I it's not that I don't share that, it's just that I came from the perspective of I I worked on the show and I, I it's I'm passionate because they're passionate and and that's incredible. But I, I like I said I haven't seen every episode. I really haven't. And like it, I kind of feel bad about that. But one of these days I have to fix it. It's something I can fix, right? Yeah, absolutely. You have plenty of time and opportunity to do that. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I see you're going to Weedonopolis 2016. Is that the first convention? Like, do you do conventions? Have you been to fan conventions before? Do you enjoy? going to those 
I love interacting with the fandom. Um, I it's it's incredible to see like I'll throw that number out there 20 years later or close to 20 years later how how Stop passionate <laughs> sorry <laughs> how how passionate that this fandom is and how it continues to grow I mean you have you have people who are who are young who are are just getting into Buffy and they're just as passionate and just as fired up as the people who've been in, in this from the beginning um, and so I, this is actually going to be my first con. I've never been to a convention before, uh, in this whole period of time. And, yeah. No, oh yeah. It's, 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 there's so much fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I've, I've read some people's, uh, some, um, some blogs about their experiences and I just go, this is, this is really cool. I'm really excited to be able to interact face to face with, with this amazing fandom. Um, I was actually going to go to another con uh, last year, but unfortunately it was canceled. But it, it worked out fine because it led right led right here into this, and uh, it's it's awesome. I can't I really can't wait. It's going to be in May, and uh, I can't wait to see everyone there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Did you keep? It, are you in touch with any of the other actors from the show at all, or? No, I'm afraid not. Well, I mean, I I guess it's difficult because, like you said, you really, most of your scenes are with the Master or with James Marsters or uh, Juliet Landau, so. Which is, who's actually going to be, Juliet Landau is actually going to be at uh, Weedonopolis. That's that's awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's going to be cool. Nice little little cross there. Um, But, yeah, no, it is hard, especially, you know, to go back to, to being a child actor, it's kind of a different experience and because what ends up happening is between when, when you're an adult and you're between takes or between scenes or whatever, you may go to your trailer or maybe you'll hang out with the other actors and so they need you later. When you're a child actor, it's like, okay, off to school. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and you, when you're yeah. the only, when you're the only child on set, you pretty much just go off to your, to your trailer with your studio teacher and you get your work done. So you don't really have the, the opportunities as much to, to really interact with the other actors and, and build those kind of relationships. Also the age barrier too, you know, nine yeah. years old to, to you know, 25 <laughs> yeah. years old, 28 yeah. years old, big difference. Yeah. But, Understandable. Uh, so I guess that kind of leads into, um, we have Amy Wilson on Facebook wanted to know what it was like for you to work on the set. And that's including, like, your, you know, you have to go off and tutor. And how long um, were you allowed to be on set oh, working? That's interesting. That's a good question, actually. Um, you, you're required to get three hours of schoolwork in a day. And uh, you, you, you are limited by how long you can be on set. Like, when you're an adult, it's basically like, okay, so you're going to be here forever. And then you can go home when, it, when we're done. Um, when you're a child actor, you, you do have limits. And it's, it's tier-based. It's age-based. So when, when I was eight or nine, I, I want to say it was like maybe an maybe a, you know, eight, ten-hour day at the tops. And, of course, you know, you don't really feel it. It's not like you get exhausted because as an actor, let's be fair, it's not, it's not that difficult for the job. <laughs> um, it really isn't. It's not that bad. Even throwing through three hours of schoolwork in, nah, you're going to do that anyway. So it's yeah. not that bad. Um, but there are, there are limits and, uh, there's, you know, stiff penalties and fines for production companies who exceed it. And they, they definitely do not. (laughs) They're great about that. In the middle Um, of a take. Nope. Nope. Get out of here. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I've been, I've been run off sets before. It's like, okay, you gotta go. Gotta sign out. Gotta sign out. (laughs) Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Where's the sign out sheet? Uh, 
some pretty funny stuff. I've had I've had productions too, which I looking back, I'm like, I'm not sure if that's legal, but I'm sure it was because they were doing it. Uh, a lot of shows <laughs> did it where they would bank your bank your schooling, like if they knew you're going to be really really busy on a day, and they're like, okay, so we're going to do six hours of schooling today and six hours wow. of schooling tomorrow. And then, uh, of course, you don't have six hours of homework to do. Like, you, right. <laughs> you, you don't. What are you going to You basically get, I would get all my work done in like an hour and a half, and I'd, I'd sit around <laughs> for four and a half hours, like, you know, doing whatever I was, puzzles or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> whatever eight-year-olds they would, do. You know, whatever eight- or nine-year-olds do, yeah. Um, and so they bank hours, and then, you know, you actually have a full shoot day, which is which was always unusual. But it was for, like, specific, like, locations or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a, it was a fun show to work on. Like I said, I love, I love seeing monster effects and special effects. And, uh, an interesting thing, uh, they actually made teeth for me. I actually had huh. vampire teeth. Oh, wow. Um, nice. Yeah. I, but you I, never got I, to I, wear them, never used it. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, kind of a bummer. If I remember correctly, I did wear them, uh, for my reveal for, uh, the first episode I was in, but, I think they went with an alternate version, um, if my memory doesn't fail me. Because I, I had, I think we did some takes with them in and some takes with them out, and I guess they just decided not to use them. Yeah. But uh, one, yeah, don't one of those days I'll have to pull them out. I've, I've lost them. They're somewhere in my possessions. They must have thought still that the image of a eight-year-old with vampire teeth was too much for us to handle. Yeah, I, I think that seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Now, did you know going like leaving at the end of season one did you know that you would be coming back for season two or did you get the call sometime like over the course of the summer or no i found out over the summer um didn't really know what was going on in terms of what you know coming back or whether we were picked up uh i'm sure i found that out before if i found out i was coming back um it was you know you never really know when you're working on shows It's, it's interesting how you're kind of like in this production bubble you're almost like behind the game. Like you don't, you don't really know what's happening until it's already there and you're, and you're working or you have, okay, we're going to work, you know, a month from now, use your schedule. Um, but uh, finding out from season one to season two, it was, it was interesting because they're like, Oh, we're going to kill you. I'm like, great. That's <laughs> awesome. Because I never died before in anything. Like, this is so cool. <laughs> and now you have this legacy forever. You got to die on camera. Yep. Yeah, it was neat. And when you're eight years old, you don't think about you know finances. You don't think about having you know <laughs> getting jobs or anything. You're just like, awesome, I'm gonna die. Which, uh, <laughs> if you tell an adult actor about to be killed off in a popular show, they'll be like, oh. Yeah. Next thing you know, hey. you'll find them at the bottom of a bottle of Jack Daniels. I have bills to pay. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Yes, you find them. You find them definitely at the bottle of some hard liquor. Absolutely. And you <laughs> but got for to me, die I was like hands. something. Yeah. You you got to die at the hands of James Marsters as well. So it was a. <laughs> it was very iconic. It was very iconic <laughs> for this entire. Which I totally game. dig. I, in some ways, it's like a layup, you know, like he's like, uh-huh. hey, here's the big bad, and oh, he just walks up and just basically smashes me, and and here, you know, the new big bad from there on out. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, all right, Andrew. Well, Marcella, did you have any other questions for us? Yeah, just, you've been wonderful. Thank you so much for talking to us. Yes, and um, congratulations. We saw on Twitter, I follow you on Twitter, that you are having a baby boy. Yes, congratulations. That's exciting. Oh, you're second. Yes, I have a two-year-old daughter right now. Aw. So now you have one of each. Yep, you've got the whole kit. (laughs) You've got got a complete set. 
saved me from having to go for three because I yes. definitely was thinking going for three if I was going to have uh, another girl. Not not that I don't like having girls. I love my daughter. She is adorable. She's <laughs> super fun. But I really wanted because you know it's life experiences, right? I really right. wanted to have a boy to have that experience too. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm sure they're adorable. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, I I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, actually, my my son is is going to be born in May as well, so it's oh. it's a, it's going to be a busy month for me. So hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully you'll be able to make it to Weed Knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> Timing, baby. I, I, I don't think I don't think it's going to be any problem. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be a busy month. I'll be I'll definitely be coming into the event with coffee in my hand and Red Bulls in the green room and. Uh, <laughs> And if we, if we know the fans, you'll be leaving with tons of baby yeah, gifts. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that would be so cute. That would they, be amazing. Now we're things of we we've seen the fandoms before, and they they are just the most giving people. Oh, they are. Yeah. For a while, I worked um, for Nicholas Brendan, and um, the gifts, the amount of gifts that he would get, and I actually got to be the recipient of some of those gifts mm-hmm. because he couldn't take them all yeah. with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I I really can't wait for for May uh, for multiple reasons, and uh, it's going to be just an amazing month. And I I can't wait to meet the fandom face to face. And um, so how can people where where can they find you on social medias and your websites and things like that? Well, my social media is pretty simple. It's my last name. So everywhere you go, it's just <laughs> at Firstland. F E R T H L A N D. Either whether it's on Twitter, or Instagram. Um, I'm on Snapchat. I don't really go, I don't post on Snapchat all that much or, or whatever you call it. I'm still trying to figure out what that's for, but, uh, yeah, too. <laughs> yeah we have aged, I have aged out of it. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. It's not for my generation. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I'm just going to let you kids have that. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm on the cusp of that. I can go mm-hmm. either way and I'm, yeah. I'm really not sure. Um, but, uh, you, I also have a, a website, andrewjfirkslin.com and, uh, my, my company's website is monkeysuitproductions.com. Uh, you, you can see what my uh, my team is up to there. Awesome. But, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, much success on everything, pro- both professionally and personally. And thank you again. Yes, thank you so much. And have a wonderful time. And congratulations with the baby again. <laughs> thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. Okay, so now let's get into um, the episode. Season 2, Episode 4. Ink um, Mummy Girl. The original air date was October 6th, 1997. It was written by Matt Keen and Joe Rain- Rankinmeyer. Directed by Ellen S. Pressman. Summary is, a beautiful Inca princess who was buried alive in a tomb 500 years ago is brought back to life. Buried alive? Buried alive? I, think, I thought she was mummified. I thought, yeah, I thought they mummified her. I don't remember them burying her alive. Yeah, I don't think that's that's absolutely true. Mm. All right, IMDb. Whatever. I I see you. I like this episode. It's not bad. It's a Xander episode. Yeah, and he gets all he got a lot more episodes than you know you really think about than you oh, remember. He gets way more than Willow. Yeah. For yeah, sure. she does. Yeah, he does. And she has a much more compelling arc. <laughs> um. So we have some, we have a couple of special guest stars in this one. Uh, my boyfriend Clayne Crawford plays Rodney Munson. I love that dude. I love him <laughs> in like the strangest movies, yes. like uh, Walk to Remember. Yeah, and he's always like, like that. I don't know, just like the rando creep or uh, the asshole yep, or douchey. Yeah, southern, southern. Yeah, asshole. Yeah, that you just want to punch in the face and then make out with exactly. in the corner, exactly, <laughs> without anybody knowing about yep. it. It's like. 
I hate you, but shh, let's go back here for a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, he was on like a couple episodes of Leverage. I think most recently he is on the show Rectify. I haven't watched that yet. I have not watched that either. Um, I keep hearing, I, I've heard some good things about it, but um, yeah, and also I would also highly recommend to watch The Perfect Host mm-hmm. with, uh, is it Hyde Pierce? Yeah. David Hyde David Pierce. Pierce and that is such Pitt. a good movie. It's such a good it's movie. It's Michael Pitt. I mean, Michael Pitt. Michael Pitt is in The Perfect Host? Yeah, isn't he the other? That's funny games you're thinking of, I think. Isn't it? Hmm. Or maybe I'm completely wrong, because I feel like, I mean, I know I saw Perfect Toast, and I really liked it, and I feel like I would have purchased it if Michael Pitt was in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I know it's streaming on Netflix right now. Um, oh, yeah, I think I am thinking of a different one with Michael Pitt. Yeah, probably thinking of Funny Games, which also amazing. Who's in, Who else is in Funny Games? Um, Tim Roth and okay. Naomi whatever watch very similar plot yeah but this one has a really great uh twist in it and it's and it's also kind of a dark humor there's no humor in funny so games in <laughs> perfect host i thought it was two two boys that he's no it's just the one I think. So it's just yeah and i, I cannot say anymore without, without fucking up the book <laughs> like you, you seriously you need to watch it everybody look it up that's your homework for today everyone go watch perfect host and funny games yes um and then we get our very very best special guest the introduction of oz yes um sir seth green joins the cast and um he has the briefest moments in the episode but you can just you're like oh this I'm is gonna, gonna be important you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this means something and also, uh, Danny Strong as mm-hmm. Jonathan, he gets introduced, mm-hmm. and he also has a very small part. But um, he's uh, like he just—I don't know if, if you want to call him a highly featured extra. Yeah, it's because he has a name. Yeah, and but like he's one of the very few students that doesn't really like. Eventually, we get there, but like he pops up consistently. Yeah, yeah. which is great. We like, use him as a tool. Yeah, anytime we need to point something out, we yeah. Use, he's we like use yeah. I think like for a while, like maybe he's. I don't know. He could be considered like what? No, not even like, but not, not even the audience to ask no. questions because he just kind of like pops mm-hmm. up. Yeah, he's you know? the one that gets shit on. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's. Just they don't want to of... do it to the Scoobies, so yeah. they shit on Jonathan, <laughs> and then the Scoobies have to come save Jonathan. Right. That's basically what he's for. <sighs> and we also meet Devin. Deb- oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Cordy's mm-hmm. on again, off again. Yes. Interest. The love lead interest. singer of Dingo's Ate My Baby. Yes, of uh, Oz's band. Who becomes our house band? At yeah. At, uh, the bronze, uh, bronze. Mm-hmm. which uh, they, they're also very important. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to decide if I want to get one of those Dingo's Ain't My Baby t-shirts. I like. I might want to get the band poster instead. That might be maybe a little bit better. Yeah, to kind of frame it, it I can, hang yeah. it. <laughs> maybe I'll get the shirt and frame it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this episode, uh, the guys are they're on another class trip, another field trip. <laughs> they the, take a lot of field trips <laughs> to the art museum and they're i don't know if they're going specifically to see the mummy or it just happens to be on the on display yeah on the list of things to do and they, they they're all discussing it's uh student exchange time mm-hmm. in sunnydale did you have did you have that in school in your we school? did but we didn't do it you never got one mm-hmm. as far as i know i don't think we did it we didn't participate. I remember that we had oh, this really hot kid from Sweden came. Really? Mm-hmm. He was really, everybody loved him. He ended up being on the hockey team and he was huge. He was a huge, like. Was he there for just one year or like the whole four uh, years? He was there two years, I think. Mm. 
Well, all right. So, um, yeah, so everybody, they're, they're all going through the exchange program. Mm-hmm. And Buffy's mom, for whatever reason, agrees to take in an exchange a student. A boy. Which I find that really odd yeah. and off-putting. You're a single mom. Yeah. And you're going to get You a barely have boy. time for your daughter. Yeah. And so, okay, that's all true. Right. And also, it also seems weird because she's very, she's not very involved mm-hmm. once the exchange student gets there. Yeah. <laughs> she nope. like pops up once. So. Oh, you're fitting in so well. So it's so weird. Yeah. And- I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know why. She- but there is that funny moment where Xander, uh, they asked Xander if he ever did it. And he mentions that his parents tried to sell him to some Armenian Yeah. Ones. It's like, what's that story? <laughs> yeah. Can we Let's talk about that, Xander. <laughs> We need to know. I feel like we need to touch uh, on this. I feel like I should call someone on your behalf. Right. You're not safe. Right. Your parents. You need to be removed from the home now. Yeah. Child services needs to be called in. It was bad enough. We were just sleeping outside at Christmas time to to avoid the family. But now they're trying to sell you. They're trying to sell you. Two Armenians. Okay. (laughs) We also have uh, the bodyguard. Ampada's bodyguard mm. is Gil Birmingham. He was in Twilight. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. He was Billy Black. He got to be in all of them. Really? Somehow. Who's Billy Black? Is he one of he's the Jacob's werewolves? He's Jacob's dad. Okay. Mm-hmm. He had to be, he was in a wheelchair the whole time, so he just didn't uh... see around much. But, yeah, that's, that's his most notable claim to fame. So he's been around vampires a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. In is, his career. This is his thing. This mm-hmm. is his, his zhuzh. It's, um... So your boyfriend, My we boyfriend. meet your boyfriend Clint right off the bat, Crawford. Mr. Randy Munson, Rodney Munson, <laughs> Rodney, Rodney Munson. Munson, who is like so sweet to Willow. It's adorable. Yeah. yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. It, like he's he, literally like some other kid walks up on him <laughs> while he's doing, you know, while he's being destructive to mm-hmm. thousand year old yeah, art- <laughs> artifacts <laughs> <laughs> and some kid walks up to him and he literally growls at yeah. him and, uh, Buffy goes to try to, like, oh, well, I, I'll go fix this before he gets into trouble. And Will's like, no, I got it. We don't need to be violent. Yeah. And she rolls up on him, and he looks like he's getting ready to growl again. But he's like, oh, hey, Willow. It's Willow. It up really yeah. sweet. And everybody loves Willow because yeah. that's what she, she has that effect on people. And apparently she tutors. Yes. Because she's asking him about their chem tutorial, which he adorably thinks that he's memorized all 14. There are 103. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, no, that's, oh. well, I guess I did not yeah, do I the I homework. <laughs> and they always give her the worst people. Yeah. Tutor. Like. It's just like, you, like, they're, I don't want to say hopeless, but. Percy? I, I think they probably should have mm. been left back in another mm-hmm. grade. Just, yeah. Because mm-hmm. at this point, I think. Don't think tutoring is really going to... It's not working. No. <laughs> it's not working. Tutoring is outside the, the realm now. Mm-hmm. We just need to let them repeat this grade. Yeah. And get back to it. Um, Rodney is not long for this world. Poor thing. It's just... Ugh. It's... <laughs> we find out that the mummy has... Is a teenage girl who was sacrificed. She was the chosen one. Yeah. Much like Buffy. <laughs> and she had to sacrifice herself and to save her people. And she's apparently just in there. Yeah. Listening. Yeah. Because they talk about Empada. They talk about picking him up at the bus station. Right. She talks about where she's been on, quote unquote, tour. Yeah. The exhibit has been on tour. Yeah. Um, dumb. And she's also very well uh, adjusted. Mm-hmm. Like she can speak English well. Mm-hmm. She kind of still knows. She doesn't sound like somebody who was buried alive. Yeah. Uh, 
back in like 500 years ago. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so Rodney is still poking around in things. I think it's even after hours at this point. He just yeah. kind of stays there in the yeah, museum. Because he wanted to steal something. Okay. Yeah, I, up, guess, I think he was trying to steal the plate. Yeah, and he um, ends up breaking it. Mm-hmm. And Impata, which re- that releases Ampata. Mm-hmm. No, that's, well, that's not her name. I wanted, I forget what her actual name, I don't think they tell you. I don't think so. What her real name is. Inca. It really, um, the Inca mummy girl. The um, plate gets broken and it releases Inca. Mm-hmm. Or she becomes comes alive again and she sucks Rodney's soul mm-hmm. and kills him. Yep. Much like the Red Hot Chili Pepper song, Suck My Kiss. <laughs> yes. And that that is her theme for this episode. And so they're at school the next, you know, the next day. And they're talking about the dance and how Xander wants Buffy to come to the dance. And they can all go as a threesome. Because without Buffy, then it's just the two of them. And that's too much like a date. He doesn't want that. And, um, of course, Willow just happens to walk in on this time while he's talking about, he's talking to Buffy about how much he loves Willow. Willow's my friend and always will be. But she's only a friend. And it's like, Yeah. Scene one, Apple, take one. So I guess we're dance fam. Cool, I think I get my mom's car, so I'm wheel man. Thought you were taking Willow. Well, yeah, I'm going to take Willow, but I'm not going to take Willow in the sense of take me. See, with you, we're three and everybody's safe. Without you, we're two. Ah, and we enter Dateville. Romance, flowers. Lips. Oh, come on. In all the years you've known Willow, you've never thought about her lips? Buffy, I love Willow. And she's my best friend. Which makes her not the kind of girl who I think about her lips that much. She's the kind of girl that I'm best friends with. And I don't know how Buffy didn't see Willow she's walk in. She's basically looking right at her. Yeah. And nobody just, nope, nothing. Okay. You can't tell me your side vision did not see her, sta- your your slayer senses did not sense her standing there. And it, yeah. You saw her. She did. And it was rude. Um, so yeah, so poor Willow. She, once again, has to go, has to deal with that. Xander doesn't love me. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, I think this is probably the episode where it just finally sinks in, like, leave it alone, Willow. Yeah. We're just going to have to walk away, but. Maybe it doesn't because I feel like there's another point in time where, yeah, it, it when, resurfaces. When he start, yeah, when he starts dating Courtney, she gets pissed. Yeah. yeah, it resurfaces every now and again until someone distracts her. Dee! Spoilers. <laughs> so we, um, Buffy's uh, Willow's in the library to tell them that Rodney has gone missing, hmm. and they make the joke that maybe. You know, the mummy woke up and attacked him, and then they realize, shit, that's probably exactly <laughs> what happened. We should probably go back to the museum. And they find out that the plate has been broken. They get attacked by the bodyguard, mm. and they're like, what's up with this guy? Yeah. And then it's Willow that realizes that the mummy now has braces. Yes. And that's how they figure it out. That that's poor Rodney. Mm-hmm. And no, once again, no assembly. No assembly. No, uh, no tears. The yearbook must just be filled with pages <laughs> of dead children in, in mor- dedication. <laughs> right, yeah. In memorial. Yeah. Those we lost this year. Mm-hmm. It's like, so we've got like 12 kids that actually graduated out of a yeah. class of 270. Yeah. <laughs> so after they realize that Rodney is now dead, they... Buffy realizes, shit, I was supposed to pick up on Pata. Why wasn't your mom supposed to pick up on yeah. Pata? Why was it your responsibility to pick up on Pata? At the bus station without a car. So they go back to the bus station 
and that's where they meet new Ampada. Ampada. Because she has gotten Girl. there first, and she killed poor real Ampada. Yeah, poor bastard. <laughs> he was there for like a hot second. Yep. Welcome and, to um, our country. Keep yeah. Going. And um, how long... She had to have been there for like several days. Mm-hmm. So his family, nobody ever just came in, called, yeah. checked in. No. There was no weekly calls back to mom. Nope. No, no, nope. not. They didn't care. Nothing. No. I feel like that would have <clears throat> been like a global incident. Where did this boy go? Yeah, absolutely. There would have, like, by the time the show ended, there still should have been some questions unanswered. Should have been a dateline. Well, what did Buffy do with his trunk with the dead body in it? That's a good question. What did they do with it? Yeah. Because it seems really cruel just to have burnt it uh-huh. or even just to bury it in an unmarked shallow grave. Yeah. Wow. Scooby gang. That's, we have it's no, cold. yeah, <laughs> we don't care about people outside of yeah. our inner circles, real lives. Yep. They just don't care. All right, kids. That's fine. So, um, they meet Ampada. Xander's in love. Well, she's so pretty. She is pretty. She's, she's the most gorgeous hair. Yeah, and her eyes are so pretty. Yeah. And she's really sweet. And, you know, you can tell that she doesn't want to have to do this, but she mm-hmm. just wants to be a normal girl with a yes. normal life. And she, um, for whatever reason, however, she found out what she had to do in order to be real. Yeah. But um, I guess it doesn't last long because she she has to keep... Kick you in the crotch. <laughs> I guess that's how rituals go. You got like yes. an hour. Yeah. And then you're going to start to look pretty fugly. <laughs> so they're going on and on. And Xander and Empata are, you know, forming a nice little relationship. And she's he's crushing on her. She's kind of crushing on him, too. It's cute. It's very cute. And he shows her how to eat a Twinkie. Which we just found out they had to eat ten each for every take that they did. And they're shoving that full Twinkie. Yeah. Like, and it's disgusting. It's like, I really hope that they had, like, a... A, a spit bucket. Yeah, exactly. They Be- could not have ingested... 30 like say they did three takes <coughs> they ate 10 twinkies each time no like no <sighs> like just the one would have been more than enough for me I gross couldn't. which reminds me i'm going to post on our facebook page and the website um i have a video of nicholas brendan eating a fried twinkie <laughs> in boston that's funny <laughs> like that uh close uh, not too bad but he was it's very fried. I can yeah it was very um the the reaction that yeah with like the mouthful mm-hmm. of cook and that was mm-hmm. the same yeah um so yeah there was that <laughs> um so yeah so they're like making like a cute little couple and stuff and you know willow is progressively getting more and more jealous mm-hmm. uh but in the meantime they're still the rest of the gang is still trying to figure out what's going on with this plate and where the mummy is and and then we meet oz yes because cordelia is dating Devin, the lead singer of dingo's ate my baby Mm. and spending her week being the most racist person i've ever seen like this guy's from sweden right (laughs) yes and she's speaking spanish broken yeah poorly right elementary (laughs) spanish to him (laughs) and like a dog yes then come (laughs) he could kill you in your sleep Now, granted, you find out at the end of the episode that he can perfectly speak English. Yeah. Why have you been letting her talk to you like this <laughs> the whole week? Like, why were you acting like a mute giant? It was probably just to keep, it was like, you know, oh, God, I can't believe this. Yeah. I, I, this bitch. I, can't, I, can't, I came to America for this. This. But we meet Oz, and <clears throat> it's adorable because Devin's into Cordelia. Yes. 
and he's like Oz is just <laughs> he's like oh she, Cordelia is so hot and blah 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 and I was like yeah you know yeah. I feel like that sort of thing yeah. and Devin is asking him well what are you into and he has like the best quote <laughs> it involves a feather boa and the theme to a summer place <laughs> I can't talk about it <laughs> So that is like a, a really awesome introduction uh-huh. to this character because yeah. that is that is who Oz is yeah. in a nutshell. Yep. And um, so, I mean, you know, I guess initially you don't know but that he's going to play such an important role, but he plays such an important mm-hmm. role. And, he's, my, he, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. He just... Seth Green is one of my favorites. Just in, even to this day, he's an amazing man. Robot Chicken. Right. He's on Family Guy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't know, he's the voice of Chris. Right. And um, for those of you out there that don't watch it, you probably should because it's hilarious. Yeah. It's, I mean, how many times does a show get canceled, brought back, and is even more successful <laughs> the second time? Well, Seth Green, he's done a really great job of mm-hmm. uh, rebranding and um, just kind of flourishing. Oh, yeah. And in in behind camera. Like, yeah. he doesn't need to be on screen. He's just... Yeah. You know, he's doing his thing, producing and directing and writing and creating his own content. And yep. it's just like, kudos, man. Like, way to go. If you guys don't follow him, follow him on Instagram. It. And he's like so in love with his wife. Oh, and she's like, really cute. funny. Is Claire she? Grant, yeah, <laughs> she's really funny. The tabletop that they're on together, mm. the Libertalia tabletop, is a fantastic episode. And Karen Gillan from Doctor Who's on. Nice. Yeah, it's a great I think we, we posted it on yeah. the Facebook page. So if you guys haven't watched it, check it out. It's a great game. Which I bought myself for Christmas. Oh, okay. And it's also just a great episode. He's hilarious. He's so funny. Yeah. So he's a welcome addition to the cast, and he's in a lot of episodes. Yeah, he's there until, like, season Midway five. Midway season four. I mean, that's season four, and then he shows up again later mm-hmm. for a bit, but... Yep. So, this will start, yeah. This will start our, our massive, most heartbreaking moment. But, um... Yes. <laughs> So uh, Xander and Ampada are just being adorable. and I think it's weird that Xander comes really close to telling Ampada the truth about yeah. them. And it's like, it's not your secret to tell, it's, bro. It's not. It's like, just calm down. Stop trying to impress this girl. <laughs> you know, Crime club is good enough. Yeah. Just let it go. Let her believe that. But that's Xander. He's just... <laughs> He's so, yeah. He'll do anything for mm-hmm. his love. But it's cute that he he takes to her really quickly, and it's nice that she actually returns. Yeah, that interest. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. I mean, I don't know how boys were five hundred years ago. Maybe yeah, <laughs> he's a welcome change, yep. or he's very similar, and that was why she was drawn to him. But you know, he I has mean, that effect on the guest starring women. Kendra like just because oh yeah that's right she was, idiot yeah she's like really speak. shuts up and like uh-huh. yes sir no sir yeah <laughs> and he's he doesn't even notice it no that's really weird because i mean i guess xander is not the worst no um, dude as far as high school boys go he's absolutely he's definitely good looking he's yeah. not that dorky no he's and not. ridiculous it's his clothes they make they dress him in the worst clothes yeah because as we have seen a couple times, um, he shows up shirtless. Mm-hmm. That um, he's got a nice little body under there, and yep. he's just uh, getting it covered up with paisley shirts, oversized yeah. paisley shirts, yep. and junk for no reason. And bright, bright shoes. Yeah, bright orange mm-hmm. shoes. I'm not sure why Willow's wearing this hat, 
the entire episode. It looks, it's very ill-fitting. I'm wondering if she got bad bangs that week. That's what I think about, that's what I think happens every time Willow wears a hat. Mm-hmm. Every time Allison Hannigan is wearing a hat in this episode. Because they're never good-looking hats. No. They are always terrible hats. Mm-hmm. And it's like... This is not a hat for California weather. No. This is a winter hat. Yeah. But why are you wearing it indoors? It looks itchy. It does look itchy. (laughs) And she's just, she has it on this almost, but then she shows up at the dance. And a full on just like Eskimo (laughs) parka, like with the hood up and everything. Like seriously, Willow. you're hot. Yeah. She should have been swamp ass going on under that costume. (laughs) She should have been just pouring sweat. Yes. Because unless it was a meat locker, that the bronze. No, she was like, she had to have been like 300 degrees. She passed All out. All the people. <laughs> she passed out. That Willow is an e- a, d- a downy walk in the corner. And she even has gloves on, too, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Bless her heart. And the boots. Every, she, I mean, she went full out. Yeah. I mean, great costume mm-hmm. for Alaska. Is that the Cordy burn? I forget. Darn, what. I almost wore the same thing. Yeah, and Cordy's all half dressed yes. in her um, Hawaiian luau or whatever. Maybe I should have worn something sexy. <laughs> Poor Willow. Uh, Maybe. Just... <laughs> and that's when, but that's what um, gets Oz's attention. Yes, because he sees her um, while he's playing on stage, and he sees her across the way. He's like, "Who is that girl?" And Devin immediately assumes he's talking about Empada. Yeah, and he's like, "Nah, the Eskimo, the bro." Eskimo. <laughs> She's just sitting there being cute. Yep, being adorable right before she passes out Mm. from exhaustion. Mm -mm. But the bodyguard is like stalking Ampada all over the school. Yeah. Until she just straight up kills him. Yeah. It's it's funny that she's real like the way that Ampada goes about this because she was begging for her life. She was, you know, please, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Okay, I'm going to do this. You forced my hand. (laughs) Yep, and she does it. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't seem very sorry after the fact no. but like, i told him i asked him yeah, to go yeah several times and I, I believe she would have let him go yeah if he had just left if he had just walked away mm-hmm. she's just this is just a case like literally of uh you know the girl she just really wants the normal life and mm-hmm. she's willing to do whatever for it yep and um she's a weird mirror image of buffy yeah it's exactly the same because they're both the chosen mm-hmm. ones who have to she uh, sacrificed their lives and yeah. Pata a little bit more severely than Buffy when yep. she had to actually sacrifice actually, her life. Yeah. But, um, cause there's a funny scene at the beginning of the episode where Buffy really wants to go to this dance and Giles is like, no, you can't go. Mm-hmm. And she basically beats the shit out of him until he agrees <laughs> to let her go. But then she has to cancel because they need to figure out what's going on with All right. this risen mummy that's running around. Yeah. You know, and she's like, no, I have plans. I have dance plans. I have canceled plans. <laughs> you know, she doesn't want to, but she does. Yeah. She this knows. too she bad. Does, yeah. If you think your life is tough at 16, man, it's nothing of a slayer. Right. Oh, that's so sad. She still goes out every day. <laughs> yeah, she still finds a lot of time to get to the bronze. Yeah. A lot of time. She should study more. To get to the bronze. So she has to figure out what's going on and she's talking to Ampata at the house. She's waiting for Giles and she's talking to Ampata at the house and Ampata's trunk shows up mm. and Buffy offers to unpack it. Well, I'm not doing anything else. Yeah. It's like, ah, uh, well, Ampata doesn't want her to do that because there's a dead boy inside. Yeah. And um, who lifted up this trunk and brought it? First of all, train stations don't, ju- or bus stations don't just deliver your shit when you no. forget it. No. They may call you mm-hmm. and say, your shit's here. 
come get it. But they're not going to deliver it to your house. No. No, not for, you know, the little bit of money that you spent on the right. bus ticket there to begin with. Right. They don't give a fuck right. about what that is. Like, hey, it's here. If right. you want it, you've got probably about 72 hours before, before we, we pawn it off. Yeah. But no, it shows up at the house. Yes. Which, again, Joyce is nowhere to be found, except for the one scene where she's like, oh, she's acclimating well. <laughs> How would you know? Thanks, Mom. So not only do you not take care of her, but you basically just show up to tell me how much better she is than me. <laughs> Thanks. I can tell you like her more than me. That's fine. Like I, I get it. She's not a huge disappointment. <laughs> All right. I just don't. It just doesn't make any sense why Joyce would have no questions about, we thought it was going to be a boy, Mm -hmm. and it's a girl. Right. There's no ID, there's no, you know, nobody's checking anything, fingerprints, pictures, nothing. And that was the other thing, because Cordy had a book. With all their pictures. Yeah. And And she said, oh, you didn't look up yours. And she still didn't. Well, you want to show me him? (laughs) And why wasn't she like? Because, come on. Cordelia is vain. Right. The second she saw Ampada, she would have been like, oh, no, bitch. Yeah. That's absolutely. No, no, no. This is true. She would have absolutely. No way you're going to be. uh Uh-uh. And she would have looked in that book. Yep. And said, no, 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 no. This is not who. Where the hell did she come from? Yeah. She's vain and she's competitive. Mm -hmm. So she would have wanted to see who was going, who Buffy was going to have. Yep. It's weird that she never clashes with Ampada at all. Because she would have. Yeah. She never even. Look how they react when Anya comes to. Yeah. The school. They never even cross paths, I don't think. Nope. Which is, she's, yeah, she's too busy being an asshole to her exchange student. <laughs> so we get the dance, and Buffy and, so it's, it, Giles is the one that figures out that she got the translation. She lied about the translation. Yeah, I think so. So he comes to Buffy. They realize right. that it's Ampata. Yeah. They go through the trunk. They find the dead boy. Yeah. We don't know what they've done with this trunk. Nope. That's this a, that's poor a boy is maybe still in Buffy's basement. He could. What if he was just trapped in there like Ampada and could have been <sighs> yeah. re, could have been revived? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that would have been a great callback in the Dead Man's Party episode. Yeah. Uh, if he would have like come out of the basement. Yeah. Just like, hey guys, remember me? <laughs> Or Holy he, shit! <laughs> or even if he had made his way to the magic shop after yes. uh, Giles had taken over, <laughs> he's Can just like in the basement, like Inca, there's a mummy boy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but we never find out what they do with the trunk. That's just one of those things we're not supposed to talk about. We're sure a lot of a lot of them in the first couple seasons. We mm-hmm. just leave it alone. Yep. Just walk away. It's fine. So at the dance, um, Ampada and Xander are woo getting like really all in cuddly wuddly loves, and they're about to do like the whole about to make out hard. Yeah, on the dance floor. On the dance floor, and then Ampada starts turning into an old lady. Yeah, her hands start to uh, shrivel up and mummify. Yep. Mm-hmm. So she freaks out, pieces out into the backstage or something, and then she's got poor Jonathan. Yes, trapped. And Aren't you with Xander? She's like, oh, Nip, do I look like it? And she's like trying to seduce and make out with him. And he's like, okay. And they come <laughs> real close. And But she's going to suck his soul. Yeah. Um, and Xander pops in. And then uh, Jonathan's like, deuces. Um, I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't need this kind of trouble. Yeah. And um, Ampata and Xander start to make out. And then she starts to suck his soul. because and she lures him and, and she can't. But she stops. Yep. And he's just like... Ugh. He needs oxygen, yeah. like right away. And he's not still not quite clear as to no. what's happening. Even when um, Buffy and Willow roll, yeah, 
No, Xander. <laughs> you just almost died. <laughs> really? It's like, oh, I'm so lightheaded from... No, that's not no, why. that's not that's, why. Nope. It's because she almost murdered you. Mm-hmm. Um, Of course, Willow's like, ah! Yeah, I love the fact... <laughs> Like I knew when, something was wrong. Oh, and she's like, hey, uh, she's like, Ampata is the mommy girl. <laughs> Will's like, yeah, good. Oh, wait. <laughs> um, I, I guess my other mini burnt, there's uh, an epi- uh, moment in the episode when Willow and Xander are talking about costumes. Mm. And Xander doesn't know what to wear. Mm. And Willow says, why are you so suddenly concerned about looking like an idiot? <laughs> that came out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And he doesn't even really, it just goes what? straight over his head. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't recognize it at all. Oh. But it's, Ampata needs to suck a soul. Mm-hmm. Like, she's going down fast. Mm-hmm. And she grabs Willow. And I'm surprised there wasn't any, like, girl-on-girl kiss uh, jokes there or anything like that. Yeah. Um, Xander would be, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> surprised they still didn't bring it up later on. Yeah, even after the fact. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I knew you were... Yeah. We were attracted to Inca. Yeah. <laughs> but he gives her, he's like, no, if you want to live, you're going to have to do it through me. Uh, can you, can you live with that? Yeah. She's like, yep. Yep. <laughs> Good with it. <laughs> Except she's waited too long. Yeah. It's, I, I, who knew there was a time frame, like an actual time frame. Like, I didn't she realize there been was a little more. You need a watch that has like a countdown and an alarm. Cause if yeah. you're just going to straight up shrivel up and die and turn to dust yeah you need a little bit of an alarm so i was confused that because i thought that because i know giles was hell-bent on reassembling the plate Mm -hmm. and which was supposed to take her trap her yeah but if i mean she was going to shrivel up and die without a soul anyway yeah so is she not trapped now is her soul gone i think so that's just it yeah and i would like to i would like them all to just ground everything to dust yes like they should have just mm-hmm. just smashed it up while you're there just grind her grind up, it all make the dust. some bread <laughs> let it go yeah like we learned that the hard way with the master yep so yeah that was uh inca mommy girl mm-hmm. i mean it's not a bad episode but it's not like one of the better ones either no i don't usually watch that one when i it's never one that i go to to rewatch. my song would be fate it's uh, the song that's playing when Xander and Ampata are dancing okay. at the dance. It's a, it's a Dingo's Ate My Baby song, but oh. it's actually the band Four Star Mary. Oh, that's, okay. Four Star Mary is the band behind Dingo's, Dingo's Ate My Baby. Okay. Good and they, this is the start of many, many an occasion where we hear a Four Star Mary song in an episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Posed as Dingo's. Yeah. And in this one, it's Fate. It's just such a good song. And they're so in it. And yeah. So, so cuddly. And it's so like, cute. yeah. And it's like a really intense scene mm-hmm. that was shot. Like it was, it gets a little bit sexy. Yeah. Like it's real it's dark. From very, and, and yeah. It's the revolving camera. Yeah. And like and the shadows yeah. and it's yeah. like super extremely close up. And yep. that's a, uh, yeah, it's a little shocking. Yeah. Um, not shocking, but it's, it's, school it's romance, yeah, it's, it's a, a little, intense. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, but that's how it felt when you were. Yeah, when you're in high school at that mm-hmm. point in time, backstage, yep. in the shadows, making we out. We have a cool club. What we have, Bubba? We had a stupid Bubba nightclub, I think, in Lake Trobe, <laughs> run by Bubba from B94. <laughs> stupid. No, we had no, we had no clubs for high school kids. There should not be clubs for high school kids. I think it got, there was one 
that popped up once I was like 19, maybe. No, I was still, I was probably, I was still underage. I was still like 17, maybe. And, um, but it was weird because they, they also, it went up to 21 uh, and that's like kind of statutory rate. Yeah, that's exactly. That's like 14, exactly. It's 14 to 21. It's, it's like, don't do that. No, no. I mean, if you're going to allow 18. teenagers, yeah, exactly. Cut it off. And the, Better yet, then, 17. Yes. Like, just let it go. Yeah. No legal people in the room. Like, right. Exactly. That way we've got no reason for alcohol being here at mm-hmm. all. No drug. Nope. Well. No, you're probably going to end up with... Oh, there's no alcohol in here at all, and there's nobody, like, you know, no statutory rape yes. cases that are Because that's down. not fair. There have been so many cases of people who were 18 dating a 15-year-old, and mm-hmm. the parents get pissed, and now somebody's right. on a watch list. Right. It's not fair. Well, plus, like, yeah. I mean, you're still keep, like, even if you, they don't meet them on the street, there's still a chance they'll meet in high school. Yep. And they'll just be able to form some sort of relationship or friendship in high school. Yep. And it's an awkward thing, and... Um, it sucks for some people. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. So, and sometimes there's, like, even the ones that may have been dating for a couple of years before the one even turned 18. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I'm 18 now, and we can't. Yep, I'm not touching you. <laughs> I'm not going to jail. <laughs> so what, um, so what was our Cordy bring? Uh, when she, <laughs> I almost wore the exact same thing <laughs> to Okay, Willow. to Willow. And I think there's only three bodies dropped in this one all by Ampata. yeah so it was rodney, rodney the bodyguard, bodyguard. Is there and there? i thought there was one before or after rodney oh Ampata. oh that's right the original Ampata. yes the real Ampata. and the moral of this story is um i don't know stop making teenage girls sacrifice their lives for bullshit no. And Xander has horrible taste in women. <laughs> that is the moral of the story. Uh-huh. Xander sucks yeah. at dating. Horrible. He's uh, we've got what? Uh, pray- praying mantis. Praying mantis. Landing. We've got the mummy. The mummy and a horrible history to come. Yeah, demons and Ashanti. Uh, Ashanti. I mean, it didn't even matter what she was there. Which it was it's Ashanti. Ashanti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> horrible choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, horrible, horrible choice. God. So, um, like, what did you guys think of Inca Mummy Girl? Is this one of your favorites? Uh, is this one of the ones that you skip over? Send us a voicemail. Let us know. Uh, you can leave it at 412-385-7250 or record an MP3 file that's less than two minutes, please, and email it to revisitingsunnydale at gmail.com. We might just play it on the air. Next week's episode is Reptile Boy. Mm. <laughs> uh. Not, uh, again, not one of the favorite ones Mm. it's just no it's again there it's my b list it's on the it's the it doesn't even matter it's like my c list or something i don't even that's definitely one that i'll throw on if i'm gonna fall asleep Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like i will sleep through this one if i'm gonna vacuum (laughs) because i don't need to listen to it we're just moving right along here yeah it has some shiny moments that we'll talk about but yeah, we'll get there yeah. eventually, I guess. Well, well, next episode we'll get there. Yep. So, um, once again, we would like to thank uh, the pretty cool um, uh, Andrew yeah. J. Furchland. Thank I you. I promise, maybe, to stop calling you the annoying one. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he embraces it. I think I, he's okay I, I think with he it. he does. Um, so, yeah. So, thank you, Andrew. Yes, thank you so us. much. We hope you guys cool. enjoyed that. Yeah, and hopefully we'll be able to get... 
some more special guests on and some people to talk to and some super cool stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're trying. Yeah. Trying it out here. We want to make this as enjoyable for you listeners as much as mm-hmm. it is for us. Yep. And if you guys have questions about the show that you want us to track down, I will be your research friend. Let me yeah, know. I'll look sure. it up. That is the beauty of all of this. Yeah. We are reaching out to fans of Buffy around the world. Yep. And um, we want to connect. We want to get to know folks and yep. get to know everybody. So um, please feel free to follow us on Twitter at Back to Sunnydale. And you can also follow me, Camila, on Twitter at the underscore Rugged Angel. And me, Marcel, at msphere7338. All right. And until next week, guys. 